Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League. Uh, this is the end of the season edition of 2023, and Jamie and I could not be happier. Yay, you're right. I'm glad the season's over. And I am the champ, and it looks like the recording machine will get the last laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the recording machine gods got me. Uh, as you know, we, we did the podcast last week. I sent you a picture about 20 minutes before the ending that my computer screen went completely white and my cursor wasn't working. I couldn't even reboot it. And um, I, I went back in afterwards. I thought, oh, I'll just record the last 15 minutes or so, but it wouldn't even let me in there. Um, so thank you, new computer. And I am not going to make fun of the recording machine any longer. <laughs> so wait. Before off-air, before last week's podcast, weren't you going around smelling yourself saying that, hey, I figured this stuff out, yep. I got a new computer, everything's working perfectly? Yes, I did say that. Yeah, <clears throat> I tested <throat> it, but I only tested it for a couple seconds, you know what I mean? I didn't test it for an hour. But Well, there you go. It got me, and uh, in the end, <laughs> you know, maybe this is uh, a natural break that if I can't get this thing to work, I'm just not going to call you every other Monday anymore. <laughs> just be it <laughs> oh brother uh hey real quick i forgot to ask and christy reminded me um did your daughter and her fiance set a date no okay. no right. no there's still still way too early all right um and then the other thing is we are having this special uh repeat edition uh so to speak because uh, christy and i are going to denver uh, we're leaving Thursday evening, Thursday late afternoon, um, coming back on Monday. So I'll be traveling Monday on our normal recording. Uh, Christy's sister and her husband out there, he's an air traffic controller, and he's getting ready, he's getting ready to retire. And um, I, I, I really enjoy seeing those guys, and we had some time, and we thought, hey, let's just head out, man. It, it'll be fun. Um, and they are – they both are like um, uh, beer snobs. So I'm, I'm looking forward oh, to my couple of days. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was I was going to ask you with, with that with with, with Denver. Um, so had you ever been to um, was it Rocky Stadium, whatever the heck they call that? Have you been there? Well, I have not been there, but I saw a game at Coors Field or not Coors Field. Uh, that's what you're referring to, Coors Field. I've been. Yeah. I saw the Rockies play at Mile High. Okay. The first All right. year. Um, I, I, a couple questions here for you. Number one. Um, can you or will you go, since they're beer snobs, um, Avery Brewing? I think that might be in Boulder. Um, Avery has some of the some of the best beers that you can get, and, and they're a little bit more national, if you will. But I'm sure there's lots of other breweries in Colorado. But yeah. is Avery on your list? Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to follow the lead off of Bill and, and Brooke. Um, okay. And, and, I'm and, sure and my second question is, are you going to visit Mary Jane in Denver? <laughs> no. No. I think right. I know what you're talking about, but no, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be a good trip. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we, we, of course, we got to fly out of Philly, which is kind of a bummer, but whatever. We'll just drive the car down, park it, and um, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, I think we'll have a good time. We we definitely will. They're 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 fun yeah. to be around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's why we had to switch it up, and the fact that the the great recording machine kind of taught me a lesson <laughs> so one of the cat one of the casualties of you switching was that the bulls were going to join us um, yeah i'm disappointed about that next week yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and he's out celebrating his second place finish in disney right but but we do have another guest yeah uh so the stat man he was the other one that was going to join us uh next week and bill is with us you there bill i'm here roger all right awesome uh I, I guess, what, what are you going to do now in the fall? No more minor league baseball. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. And, and no more major league baseball other than playoffs. So um, I think I'm going to enjoy retired life even even more. Okay. All right. Um, and Ed, just as a note, I, I know you've been to a couple of Atlantic League games this summer. Uh, Lancaster won the second. They, they repeated. They won the Atlantic League again. So, uh, who, who's the team in Maryland that you've that you've seen? Cause they you've... are called the um, the High Spire Ghost Hounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Look it up. It's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I saw them this year. I ended up seeing the Long Island Ducks a lot. So, but they have a lot of ex-major leaguers. So that's why I like seeing them. Um, all right, let, let's let's talk now that the season's over. I think we think the season's over, and the Mets <laughs> and Marlins aren't going to play. Um, what thoughts on your team this year? Um, so, so my team did did fairly well. I, w- I was, you know, pleased. The guys who I paid a lot for in general did did well. Certainly, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. was, was worth uh, every penny of that three dollars and ninety five cents. Um, I was disappointed in my pitching, and, and that's really what cost me um, a chance to actually contend for a title. Um, I just was really thin in pitching, um, and also I didn't do a really good job with. Um, reserve round or fab and so i just didn't have the capital to make any trades um during the trade window and, and that's kind of what cost me uh teams that, that finished ahead of me got better during the trade deadline and i had to kind of stand pat and hope that my talent would uh would win out and of course it did not yeah i'm, I'm looking at the pitching now uh i thought you had a pretty good year out of michael walker huh he had like a little resurgence this year yeah, Waka was one of one of my better reserve pickups, and I was certainly pleased with him. Um, go, going in, I thought my my pitching was actually going to be okay, right? I had retained Urias, Gonsolin, and, and Walker. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, I paid a little bit for, uh, for for Wheeler, and Wheeler was okay this year. He wasn't the best, but he was okay. So, so with those guys, and, and then as you mentioned, Waka pitching really well, I thought it would be better than it was, but. You saw what happened to Uriah, and Gonson has the you know year-ending surgery, um, and it just didn't pan out for me. Yeah, and someone like Walker, um, and, and I mean, you don't expect that under a three-five ERA. His was four. It looks like four-three, but he had fifteen wins. He plays on a good team, so you know he's in the in the game for the most part. But you need those other guys to balance out his ERA long term, and I I guess that just didn't happen. Um, and then on the on the offensive side. Uh, you kept Matt, Matt Chapman. I, I, I guess we, uh, you, you were half followed the Blue Jays to see if they were going to stay in that thing because that would that guy would have made a difference if he came over to the National League. Yeah, there's some hope. Uh, I think knowing that he's going to be a free agent um, this next year, uh, he might get traded over. Um, and, and also, maybe maybe a National League team does sign him in, in, in the off season, so I still have a chance to, to kind of retain him as, as an oyster. Sure. Yeah, that that would have been a big big boost there um right so uh any any I, yeah i'm looking at your lineup i guess you, you don't you feel good about the money you paid for everyone almost you yeah know. like i said i think i got i got value out of, out of most every player i mean look, look how good jd martinez did for a buck 50 right i mean he, he was very good um so, so i can't really complain about certainly on the offensive side again the pitching just didn't didn't pan out for me yeah yeah, I'm I'm looking at Nimmo. Nimmo played pretty well. Of course, he gets hurt constantly, but 89 runs, 24 homers. That's that's a, that's a good that's good for him. Because you yeah, you, Nimmo yeah. he stayed pretty healthy for me, and his power numbers came up. You know, the Mets being the Mets, you know, they just didn't play well. But yeah, he he was fine. I I, I liked I liked how he performed for me. Yeah, um, and then the other question I had for you is, uh, you were a big advocate for the trade rule. You know, just switching that up a little bit. How, how did you? Did it? Give me your thoughts on it. On how? On well, how, how again, it works. you guys know my um, philosophy going in is that um, I want people to do everything they can to manage their teams to be as competitive competitive as they can. Um, and so I thought by narrowing the trade window, it would force people to, you know, to do that and, and not sell off early. Um, I was okay with the window. I know that there's been a lot of complaining about it. I'm sure that this, uh, that rule will be repealed, um, in the off season, which I guess is fine. Um, but, but, but yeah, I, I thought it was fine. And I think people still had time to make trades for, uh, late enough in the season where they could actually see their team perhaps wasn't contending or to see what needs they actually had based on, on the results they had about, you know, halfway through the season. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be repealed. It, it the window may be broadened a bit, but I I, I think it's going to stick. I, I I I thought it went pretty well. I mean, there, there was a lot of activity for what whatever it was a two and a half week period. So yeah, I, I think it may be broadened, but I I think 
we're, we're going to end up sticking with something like that. I mean, yeah, I, I think it did work. I, I think if your objective was to not sell off quickly, yeah, it, it met its objective. Would you agree? Well, it, it had to because you couldn't trade before that. So that, yeah. that, that's why the role got yeah. put in place. Yeah. Yeah. If we could just have people do that on their own, you know, on a court, I wouldn't want to have to put such a, you know, restrictive rule in. But I just, I think it was, it, it, well, I think it's needed, but I'll, I will see what happens in the offseason. Yeah. All right, Jay, what do you got? Hey, Bill, uh, nice, what, you end up finishing fourth in um, in the Bush League, and I guess the, the top half was just going at it pretty much the, the entire year. Um, it really wasn't uh, close uh, with the bottom half. Uh, I, I got a couple questions for you in terms of retention next year, um, starting out with Ronald Cunha. Um, I'm guessing the league did you a favor yeah. at stopping at 395. Yeah, excuse me. I'll be able to take advantage of that. I'm sure when we put those retention prices in, um, maybe we didn't think about the the four plus dollar player. Can I interrupt uh, real so, quick? Can I interrupt? Yes. That rule was the victory brewing year. So yes, we should repeal everything <laughs> out of that. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So you can retain him for for four dollars. And yeah, for clarification, now that was put in by that was proposed by. Um, by Bob Freeze, so that I, I think he actually does have it all the way up to five dollars. The, the rule, but you could retain him for four, and I'm a, I'm assuming that's going to be the case, right? Absolutely. Assuming he doesn't have a catastrophic injury you know, in, the, in the postseason or, or offseason, I am absolutely retained. I would retain you for four bucks. Any other retention? Just looking ahead, real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give away all my hand, but but certainly, um, as Roger mentioned, a Michael Walker could be retained for, for a quarter. Um, I'm hoping to get a healthy Jazz Chisholm, so that would be I think a dollar fifty. And I got to I got to look around and, and see see what else happens. There's a couple other guys I have my eyes on, um, but but we'll see what the, what it looks like in the off season. Hey, you mentioned Jazz Chisholm. Do, do, do you think he's the National League version of Byron Buxton? Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, I don't watch Byron Buxton play that much, um, so so I, I guess I can't really make an analogy. Uh, what, what are you getting at with there? I, I, I guess I guess we're uh, yes, number one style of play, meaning that if he were ever to stay healthy for a whole season, that he would be a really good player. The problem is, is that the way that both of those players play, it, it's it's going to be hard for them to to, to get. 500, 600 uh, at-bats in a year. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Um, and that probably is a fair analogy. I'm, I'm hoping that Chisholm can stay healthy. Uh, I will say that I believe Buxton is a much better center fielder than Chisholm right now. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's fair. All right. So, hey, let's switch gears for, for a second here. One of the things that I wanted to bring up, and first of all, I want to thank you for being 20 to 25% of – this podcast listening audience, because um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that uh, one of the things that I had been doing was a call to action in terms of a season-ending party, and you had shot back a text to Roger and I that you said we could read on the air, and uh, let, let me quote this. Uh, you had said, I'm not interested in planning a season-ending party. I haven't seen an interest in getting together this year other than wiffle ball. People are more concerned about being able to trade the day after the draft than meeting in person. Um, do you want to explain? Um, isn't it self-explanatory? Um, so, well, you, you know me, right? Um, often I, I like to throw things out there to try to, um, I won't quite say gaslight people, but to kind of spur them into some kind of, of, of reaction. Um, but I think that that's going to be pretty accurate. Um, you know, my concern for, for years has been the, the kind of the lack of social activity in the league. Um, you also know that I put out a couple of feelers to see if people wanted to go to um, Phillies games during the, you know, the season, right? And I would, of course, have to make the longest drive. Um, and I didn't get much reaction there. And, and so, you know, I, I really do believe every year we step closer to being just another um, – fantasy baseball league, right? We get together maybe because we have to for an auction draft. I would never want to do that online. And, again, I, I had some hope during um, wiffle ball where we got a lot of people, but but it really looks like we just kind of get together once a year to draft, and, and, and that's it. 
Um, be before, Raj, I have you comment on that. Um, Bill, I just want to know, do you want to use the, the Tom approach and set up just gaslighting and just call everybody bitches? <laughs> <laughs> so Tom has his unique style, and, and I think I do too. Okay, fair enough. Raj, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, when I read it, I at first I, I thought, ah, maybe maybe he's right. But I, I felt like we had two get-togethers at my place. Did we? Was this the year we went to? No, last year we went to Washington, didn't we? Or we, did we go this year? No, last, it was last uh, year. It was last year. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. All right, but that, that's my fault. Um, I felt like we had a pretty good attendance at the June and, and July Wiffle Ball. We had bad attendance for the for – the, um, championship party last year in fact it was horrible attendance but maybe it was just bad timing um i don't know i i, I think if if we schedule more i i think people will come do you not think people will come is that's that's what i'm hearing you say like if we scheduled an outing you're questioning whether they'll come anyway um so it's a little bit of both i think um first of all if it's not you roger uh, scheduling it I think no one will come, right? That's just, just if you look at what's happened, it, it seems to be true. Um, and then second of all, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and I don't, I don't pretend to know everybody's social life and everything, right? But I, I really think it's just not a priority to, to, to meet um, as often as it was when, when we were younger. Well, that's, yeah, that could be true. So can I, can I jump in here to, to paraphrase? Uh, if you schedule it, they will come. Yeah, I think Roger has some magical power. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so let, let me just also throw something out there just to kind of put a little fuel on the, on the flames. Is um, I think I saw Tom put in a, a, a in his text about uh, where he wants to go next year for uh, for the the Bush League trip. I think he had mentioned Oakland and a couple of dates. I couldn't tell if that was tongue in cheek or not. Cause I didn't think they were even home for one of those dates. Um, but but. But, but I would say that um, we would be lucky. In fact, I would say if you want to set the over-under and the number of people that will go on a trip next year to Oakland, I'm going to set it at four and a half owners. Ooh, ooh, nice. Okay, so let's, if you don't mind, Bill, you put, well, we're going to put a pin in that because we have that down in our, our section on, on text talk. But we're, going to, yes. we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, let me just redirect uh, for a second here. We, we have a new segment called Ask the Chief that uh, we're going to include you in. And this is going to be based upon now that the MLB playoff uh, field is set, uh, want to kind of go through um, the brackets and ask for your opinion as well as the Chiefs. So um, you don't mind, Chief, if we start off in the American League? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Let, let's, let's bracket out the American League first. Um, number six seed, Blue Jays, and the number three, Twins. Um, Raj, you're up. Uh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays? Yep. Um, any reason why? I think the Twins aren't that good. I, I just don't think they're that good. I, I know they got decent pitching, but the Blue Jays will out-hit them. And I actually saw the Blue okay. Jays in the Twins this year. And the Blue All Jays right. beat them pretty handedly. So, yeah. All right. Bill? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Roger. Um, as we go through this, you're going to see I, I tend not to take I'll call it lower speeds or upsets, but in this case, I think the Blue Jays are the better team, right? They had a really good record in a really tough division. Mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota won yeah. a, a not-so-good division, so I think the Blue Jays are going are to come out of that, that, that uh, series. All right, going to the bottom half. Raj, uh, Rangers and Rays. Uh, yeah, I, this is tough because the Rays lost two offensive players in the last 30 days. Um I think the Rangers aren't playing too well. They had a shot to win a division, and they it was in, they, they and they laid an egg. I'm going to go with Tampa. Okay, Bill. I'm going with Tampa as well. All right, uh, let's start. Uh, we'll go back up. Uh, so, so Bill, you're going to uh, the Orioles playoff game number three, correct? Oh, nice. Uh, game number one. Nice. Oh, game number one. Okay. So, uh, Rays and uh, Orioles. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit with uh, the hometown sentiment here. Um, I'm going to pick the Orioles, so I think uh, it's going to be a tough series. So I'm having the Orioles uh, beat the Rays in that round. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I wouldn't want to play either of these teams in a five-game series, but I'm going to go with the O's. Okay. Um, 
just just for to, to be dissenting, I'm going to say the Rays there. Um, Bill, uh, let's see. You have the the Jays and the Astros. Mm-hmm. Who do you yeah. like there? Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston. I think they're just a playoff hardened team. I think they're playing well, and uh, I have them going through. And then I'm going to ask you to finish out between the Astros and the Orioles. Uh, this is where I'm at the ticket with my head. Um, I, I think it's Houston in the, in the World Series. Raj, we were talking uh, pre-show that the Astros were lucky to get in because they got swept last weekend by the, the Royals. And now here they are, division champs. Um, who do you have between the Astros and the, the Jays? I, I'm going to pick the Astros all the way out. But my one concern with okay. the Astros – was playing the Orioles in a five-game series because you can get caught. Mm. You can get caught pretty easily in a five-game series. Seven-game, the, the the better team usually wins. So I'm going to go with Houston winning the American League. So let me ask you this. Isn't it going to be a seven-game series? It'll be the ALCS, right? Yes, the ALCS will be seven games. Yeah, and right. the fact yeah. is, is, is ALDS seven games as no, well? No, we or had a correction on that. We thought that as well, Jamie. Didn't we say it's five games? Yeah, it's only a five-game series. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you guys, and uh, I think I'm going to go with the, the Astros. I don't know how they, they've kind of maneuvered themselves into this, but they they have. All right. Let's jump over to, uh, to the, the National League. Uh, i got the number six Diamondbacks against the number three uh, Brewers. Uh, Chief, what do you say there? I'm gonna. This is my sexy pick of the year at the beginning of the season. I'm gonna go with the D-backs. I think they're starting pitching. <laughs> nice. is gonna come through. Okay, uh, Bill. So I can make this easy in general. Um, I, I have chalk all the way through in the National League. I, I have the higher speed winning every round. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I wow. Um, any concerns with the Diamondbacks that if they get past? I mean, they, they've kind of got their, their playoff rotation monkeyed, right? Because Gallon uh, isn't starting until game two. And then if there's a game three, Merrill Kelly. But if the Brewers can't win game one, um, any concerns there? Well, I guess there are always is concerns in the three-game series. So never mind. That was a dumb question. <laughs> uh, Raj, uh, do you want to take us through the, uh, the the National League then? Since Bill has, I guess he has the Braves going all the way against the uh, uh, the Astros. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad the Marlins uh, creeped up to number five because I think the Phillies will beat them in two games. I did not want to. The, I didn't want the Phillies playing the Diamondbacks. I think that's the. Scary I, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then, who would the Phillies play? The Braves. The Braves. I think they're going to beat the Braves in a five-game series. Do you? Yeah, I, I think okay. they're going to beat them. And then the D-backs and the Dodgers, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go with the Dodgers on that one. Yeah. All right, and then and then you have the Dodgers and Phillies. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be like Bill. I need to probably pick with my head, and I think the Dodgers will, will beat them in seven games. I don't know how they win so many games. Their pitching stinks. But I, I think the Dodgers will end up beating them. Wow. So, so okay, so to take me uh, World Series. Houston. Houston will murder them. Houston. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bill? I have Atlanta. I've watched a lot of their games. I just think they're an amazing team, and they're going to be good for several years. But, yeah, I have Atlanta winning it all. So the the, the Braves tied the Major League record for most home runs in the season, 307. And I guess that's how they, they win the World Series, right? They kind of bang themselves uh, to, to the World Series. And any concerns about their pitching with Freed and Morton uh, kind of ailing? Yeah, definitely. Um uh, but yeah, I think they can score enough runs sometimes to overcome it. Um, and if they if they somehow pitch well, then I think even even more likely that they that they, they win it all. Uh, so for all the Phillies fans, I think Tom Verducci had um, the Phillies winning. And uh, I think out of the park baseball, I have to go back and take a look with their thousand simulations. I think they had the Astros, but don't quote me on that. I, I need to take another look um, at that. Um, Raj, anything else do you want to add before we let uh, Bill go? No, uh, as as usual, we, we appreciate you coming on. Um, it's always good to to talk to you, and uh, we'll, we'll schedule something, and everyone will show up. I'll, I'll put my, <laughs> I'll put my power on. Yeah. Everyone will show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, hey, hey guys, thanks, thanks again for having me on. Again, I, I really do like, uh, love listening to the podcast. I'm sorry I'm such a large share of the, the, uh, the listening <laughs> audience. Hopefully uh, that, that'll decrease over time. Um, and I do want to say again, congratulations to the Bearcats. Um, well, well done. Uh, the trades were, were amazing. Um, and so, um, yeah, well done. Uh, well done, Tom. Thanks, Bill. Have a good offseason. Thanks. You guys, too. All right. Take care. See you. All right, Jay. Um, so we knocked out the the playoff bracket. Uh, it's funny that him and I were right on the American League, and he probably watches a little American League just because of where he lives with the Orioles being on TV. So, um, uh, you know, one of the things I forgot to ask Bill is I, I wanted to see. I, I think Bob Freeze has uh, a partial Sunday plan for the Phillies. Um, you saw a lot of games this year. But I also know that Bill goes to a lot of yeah. Orioles yeah. slash Nationals games. So I, I think that three of you have probably attended the most. I, I know I didn't get to a major league game this year. Um, but, yeah, he's going to game game number one in Baltimore, which I imagine uh, it's going to be a pretty raucous crowd there. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should, be, it should be fun for the Orioles fans to – because they are decent fans. Like when they have good teams, they 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 sell out and, um, yeah, we've talked about this in the past, so yeah, we'll press yep. on. Um, good for them. All right, let's get the text talk. Uh, so Tom wins, uh, and he said thanks all. Nice final weekend by the Bulls who who snuck into second, and then he said pencil in Oakland July twelfth and April fifteenth. <laughs> yeah, so so Bill was actually right when I I looked. Uh, um, on July 12th, the A's are playing the Phillies in Philadelphia. Okay. So I don't know if he intended to do that or if he just got mixed up with the color coding. Maybe he's colorblind, that type of thing. Okay. Um, when he looked at the schedule. Um, yeah, uh, I think the, the A's do play home in the 15th. Interesting choice, but that, that that's kind of like Tom to, to do something like that. And um, I have been to the Coliseum before, but I would certainly go back. I don't know if it would, I don't think it'd be a hard ticket to get. Do you think? <laughs> no, I've been to the Coliseum as well, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it should not be a hard ticket. And I'm not staying in Oakland. I can tell you that. <laughs> now, now let, let, let's go easy because I have relatives in Oakland. Uh, there's nice parts of Oakland, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot, but some. All right. Um, yeah, so we have that. So that explains that the July twelfth, seeing Oakland on the road and then seeing Oakland in Philly. Maybe that was his, his, um, the gist of his text. Well, you know, we'll, we'll find out. You know, he, he's kind of like, uh, I think we said pre-show. He's kind of like the George Hendrick of the Bush League, right? He doesn't really talk to the press at all. So we'll, we'll have to see if anybody can get him to. Uh, Actually, I'm supposed to meet him in a couple of weeks, so I'll yeah. ask him. Yeah, uh, and this is Oakland's last year, the A's last year in Oakland. Is that am I under, Is that correct? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know if it's this year or next year. I don't know. That they're such a mess, right? Uh, the the two things that Rob Manfred said before they would have expansion is that he wanted to figure out the stadium settings for two teams. One was the Rays, which I sent you an article. Which, it looks like the Rays are going to be getting a new stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the same location. I I don't know. It's, it, it's not going to help there. Base, baseball, does, Major League Baseball is not going to work in Florida. I mean, we, we've seen that already. Um, it should be interesting. This, oh, the Marlins aren't going to get anybody because they're not going to have a home game. But um, I, I just don't think that works there. And the... Stadium in Vegas isn't going to be available, I think, until 2028. So I, I don't know what. Oh, that's a lot. The, the A's are going to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Are they going to move to a minor league city um, or play at a minor league stadium in in Vegas? Are they going to go uh, and share with the Giants? I, I don't know. It, it's it's still a mess, and it doesn't need to be. Isn't the minor league team uh, called the 51s in Las Vegas for Area 51? I think they're called the 50. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, think I don't know. Are. That's a great question. Yeah. They used to be San Diego, but I don't know who. I mean, they, they flip-flop so many times. But I think they're called the 51s. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, baseball news. We did the playoff teams. <clears throat> uh, 
Luis Arias, first player to win back-to-back batting titles in different leagues. Yeah, how do you like that? Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to think, like, how many opportunities were there? Like, what? I think, you know, I'm going I'm to have to look this up, but I think Frank Robinson won the triple. Did he win the triple crown with Cincinnati and then get traded to Baltimore? The next year? That's, that sounds right. Like, nope, yeah. Never mind. He didn't. He, he he won the Triple Crown his first year in Baltimore. Oh, in Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I just checked. It, it's now the Las Vegas Aviators, um, minor league baseball team, formerly known as Las Vegas 51s. Okay. Good by you. Wow. Yeah. Look I don't at know you. why I know that. Yeah. yeah. Why are they called the Aviators? Whatever. <sighs> it, it, it's Las Vegas. Who knows? Yeah. Is, does right. there need to be a reason? No, you're right. Yeah. Are you a Las Vegas fan? Do you, do you like Las Vegas? I've never been there. What? Yeah. I have no interest. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've I've been there once. That that was enough. I guess if they have a major league team at some point, I I would revisit. But it's not it's not a place that you know I would look to to go. Um, other than that. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of indifferent to it. Uh, so maybe I'll do some legwork this week and try to figure out who, what, what kind of opportunities there were to win back-to-back t- batting titles in different leagues. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna I can't do... imagine there's many. Do you think? Yeah, I, I, I remember <clears throat> the guy I talked about on the before the show was like guy like Eddie Collins. Like it could be someone that far back. <laughs> Eddie Collins. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking him up now. I'm gonna see. Yeah, so uh, we can move on while I'm looking. Okay. Do you want me to talk through it while you're looking? Yeah. There? Well, Eddie Collins never won a batting title, so it wasn't him. All right. Uh, Votto gets ejected in perhaps this last game, at least with the Reds, if not in baseball. Uh, right. Yeah. So he got thrown out uh, of that the, yesterday's game against the Cardinals in the second inning for, for arguing balls and strikes. And it's just I, he apologized on social media. Um, but, you know, I guess that competitive fire happens no, no matter what, even in a meaningless game. Yeah, so um, it's interesting he apologized. Maybe he just didn't want to go out like that. But speaking about umpires, did I've been seeing, I don't know if there's any validity to it, did Angel Hernandez get suspended? I have no idea. What, what's going on with him? Because every time there's an article about an umpire, he seems to be right in the middle of it. Yeah, because he kicked um, – Bryce Harper out the other day on a check swing. And it was a bad call. But, I mean, it's a lot of bad calls. You know, umpires make a lot of bad calls. We had had this discussion before that I had mentioned that I thought umpiring was better than it was 30 or 40 years ago because there's there's measurements now. But you still think it's really bad, right? I I, I think it's bad on the balls and strikes because of the catcher moving the glove. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's all going to come to an end pretty soon, yeah, right? That, Within the next year or two. Yeah. Once they get past these other rule changes, they're, they're going to be going to yeah. uh, automatic balls and strikes. It's it's on its way. And when they, since they've gone back to automatic balls, well, since they'll go to automatic balls and strikes, maybe they'll come back with the uh, for the American League the red blazer and the chest protector. Like, wouldn't that be? <laughs> Hey, why why not? Because I, I think the system that they would implement. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is you would get a challenge, and you get yeah. so many challenges on balls and strikes. So, so the umpire would still call it. It's it's just that if the batter and or the catcher would challenge, then um, they would they re- revert back to um, the automatic uh, umpire. Right, and I think, and maybe Bill can help me out with this. I think the Atlantic League went to that last year. They went to the automatic strike zone, and they had had a message to the. Major the the home plate umpire whether it was a ball strike but I think this year they got rid of that and I think this year they went to the challenge which I think would work I I, I love it I love the challenge I, I I think it's even beyond the Atlantic League I think it's all the way through the minor leagues oh it is okay yeah I I think yeah I think so yeah I, I think it'd be cool I I think it'd be good yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah well just just a warning to Major League Baseball. I mean, don't we have, in wiffle ball, have an automatic umpire and we still can't get it right? 
Well, we, because <laughs> because we can't remember what the rule is. That's <laughs> well, no, even arguing whether it hit the metal or where they hit the spring. I mean, it's still. Yeah, and now our pitchback isn't even metal. It's it doesn't that doesn't have a metal spring. It's got a plastic spring. You can't hear it. So anyway, um, and Miguel, maybe we need to get maybe we need to get some sort of chip in the wiffle ball, right. so you know, so it can be like tennis or something like that, and we can go back to a playback screen or something. Yeah, or it, yeah, we'll have it like dusted with chalk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Miguel Cabrera plays first base for an inning in his last game. Do you think he had to borrow a glove? Probably, I think he did. I think he just he picked up the glove that was left there at first base. Um, and as 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 it will happen in baseball, the ball actually found him, and he he fielded it flawlessly. So you know, good for him. What what a great career. Um, yeah, definite first first ballot Hall of Famer. Correct. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, I I yeah. Eleven homers, eighteen eighteen hundred eighty one RBIs. My goodness. He, he had well over 3,000 hits, too, right? 3,100-something? Yeah, 3,174, and he had a career average of 306. Wow. And the Triple Crown in what year was that? Uh, 12, 13, something like yeah, that? Yeah, he won the Triple Crown. When did he win the damn Triple Crown? Uh, oh, he won it in uh, 2012. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yay. He won three straight batting titles. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's another one that could have been. Yeah, he didn't lead the league in Florida, three twenty. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he's a good dude, and and uh, it, it'll be it'll be good to see him in five years get to uh, Cooperstown. Yeah, I guess he'll be a year after Pujols, right? Yep. Yeah, two probably two of the premier right-handed um, hitters of our time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, eighteen hundred eighty-one ribs. That is amazing, and. Yeah, he had a hell of a career. Um, I think he went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. He went 11 straight years with 100 ribs. Wow. And 12 out of 13. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, it is. Uh, Adam Wainwright pinch hits for his last yeah. appearance. Yeah, he did. Uh, that was uh, the day after his uh, his uh, concert that he had uh, with the Cardinals the night before. So you know, good by him. He got his he got his two hundred wins. Um, unfortunately, he's still gonna fall short. Yeah, uh, fairly well short of of the National Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Cardinals Hall of Fame, but you know, yeah. won't make the, the the National Hall of Fame. But we'll see him again. He'll he'll be on a broadcasting team, hopefully replacing. Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, they could put an AI robot there. I'd listen. Um, there you go. So another thing I brought up is Chaz McCormick learns a lesson. Did you Did you see this? No. What, what about Chaz McCormick? Chaz McCormick no plays about. for the Astros. Um, went to Millersville. So Chaz McCormick is he he rolls over on a pitch. I can't believe I don't know if it was that he rolled it back to the pitcher or he just rolled over on a pitch. And he, he looked like he was a little frustrated because he, he banged his bat down. He's running down. He's running down baseline pretty hard. The first baseman goes to grab it, catch the ball. McCormick bangs his arm. You remember how A-Rod did this years ago when he, he banged the first baseman's arm? The first baseman didn't drop it. You know, he was called an out. Um, and nothing was really done. Nothing was said. It was against the Mariners. The next time up, he gets hit square in the middle of the back. <laughs> the catcher just picked up the ball, threw it back. Umpire didn't do anything. The benches didn't do anything. And McCormick's rolling around in obvious pain. So it was a nice... <laughs> Wait, when was this? Is this yesterday? No, yesterday? it was when they played the Mariners. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it was so early, earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. Um, but it, 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 was, it, was, it was almost really cool to watch in a sense that no one got upset. He he did what he did. He got he got plunked in the back. He rolled around a little bit. Went to first base, and no fight, no brawl, no. There wasn't there wasn't uh, uh, the Astros didn't push a Mariner batter back after that. They just let it go. Nice. Yeah, it nice. Was nice. Uh, and that's a lesson he'll learn. He will never do that again. So talking about Chaz McCormick, you know, he was, the, like you said, he was a Millersville marauder um, from, from he, I guess he's born in Westchester. 
but he had a really good year. I'm just looking at his stats here. 273, 22 homers, uh, 70 RBI, 59 runs, 19 stolen bases. Really nice year by him. Yeah, and he got some playing time late last year, and then he, you know, he played in the series because of uh, Michael Brantley being hurt. So that's where he picked up his playing time, and he played well enough to, you know, earn more at bats this year. Yeah, now starting center fielder, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he does a pretty good job. He does a pretty good job defensively. I mean, that's a, well, I guess they cut their center field down a little bit, but it's still it's still pretty big out the out in center. Yeah. So. Uh, we got some RIPs. Brooks Robertson and Tim Wakefield passes away this past week. Yeah, where do you want to start here? You know, Brooks Robinson probably <sighs> the the defensive measure, right? Whenever yeah. anybody thinks of uh, of Hall of Fame um, and and actually, you know, fielding third basemen, I guess there's three people you think of, right? And and they kind of go in in generational order. Brooks Robinson was the first, followed by Mike Schmidt, and then by Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. And, and really, there's – and Roland. I think yeah. I um, Yep. But Robinson, Robinson is the gold standard that everyone's measured against. Um, yeah, I think he won 16 gold gloves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it, he, he played uh, 23 years, and he, he got – he played in six games when he was 18 years old with Baltimore. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, played a lot of World Series. Um, well, 66, 69, 70, 71 uh, World Series, and then 73 and 74 played in the playoffs as he got older. He was 36 and 37 years old. And and there's always the – if you watch highlights of Brooks Robinson, it's always against the Reds in 19, what, 70, um, where he makes that crazy yeah. play on bench and, and Milt May or Lee May and, yeah. I mean, they're just amazing plays. And, of course, I think probably AstroTurf helped him a little bit with skipping the throws as opposed to dirt. But AstroTurf also hurts because the ball picks up speed going by you. So, um, yeah, I mean, 16 gold gloves, the guy was amazing. Yeah. Certainly, along with his uh, his, his twin, Frank Robinson, the anchors of those Orioles teams. Yeah, absolutely. And I always thought Brooks Robinson had that weird – like brim on his batting helmet. Do you ever see his batting helmet? It, it, no. It's what do you a, mean? Look at look at pictures of his batting helmet, and he has his brim. It looks like it's half the size of everyone else's. It's just weird looking. So check it out. <laughs> uh, and then Tim Wakefield passes away. Uh, one of the last knuckleballers, him and R. A. Dickey, I guess, are the last knuckleball guys. Um, Wakefield started the Pirates system as a first baseman. Was about to be cut. He used to mess around with that knuckleball, and the Pirates gave him a shot. And I think in '92 they went eight and one down the stretch. Uh, helped them win the division. Uh, some notes about Wakefield: He had 200 wins, 2100 Ks. Uh, he gave Jamie. He gave up eight and a half hits or 8.8 hits per nine innings. Wow! And three and a half walks per nine innings. And I guess that's so the I, deal with knuckleballers. Yeah, I, I guess I was a little bit surprised by the fact that number one, that I didn't realize that he had 200 wins, and, and he made his first All Star appearance when he was over 40 years old. But he he has the third most wins as a Red Sox in in, in their history, behind uh, I think it's uh, Clemens and I don't remember who the the other one was, but he had a just a really Two World Series, right? Just a very good career. Uh, good for him for, yeah. for finding that knuckleball, right? Yeah, and I think he he was a guy that just messed around with it, like yeah. you know, during warmups and stuff. And it, you know, I guess someone told the you know the Pirates like, "Hey, this guy's pretty good." And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good story. You know what I mean? When yeah, it know, really was. Yeah. Well, you know, in in this age of, of stat cast, right? Um, the big thing was spin rate. Um, for pitchers, I wonder what his spin rate was. You know, was it three, four, maybe rotation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he had a really good career, and he mixed around towards the end of his career, pitching out of the bullpen and starting. And, um, yeah, it was good for him. And, he yeah, he, he got some in some World Series plays. And, 
made some playoffs. So, yeah, it was it was good for Tim. Uh, hey, I, yeah. I, I often wonder why is is it a teachable pitch? The knuckleball? Absolutely. Yeah, you just got to keep. So why don't more people use it? Is it just just because you can't control it? Well, I I don't know if there's a lot of people who teach it. You know, you could play okay. like he he played around with it, just messing around, and he found a grip. But you know, what's that? Did you ever see like a, a, a like in, in your career? Did you ever bat against anybody that threw a knuckleball? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. I never played with anybody through a knuckleball. Did you? Really? Okay. Um, I, I remember, yeah. Um, but this is just fooling around. Um, here's a name from the past. Dave Huzzard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, was 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 throwing it um, when we were playing in ninth grade. He was throwing a knuckleball. Yeah, he okay. was throwing a knuckleball. I mean, it obviously didn't move quite as much as a, a major leaguer, but yeah, it, 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 it was it was amazing to watch it. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe if you can figure out the knuckleball, you, you'll you get some innings. I mean, yeah. R.A. Dickey did it. He used to throw like 98 when he was in college and his arm. Yeah. And, you know? and, and he won a Cy Young with he did. that. Yeah. Um, okay. A uh, uh, couple managers get let go. Uh, Gabe Kapler and Buck Showalter. They get fired. Uh, Terry yeah. Francona retires. Uh, it, it, Gabe Kapler or Buck Showalter will either get another shot. Kapler, yes. Showalter, no. Okay, uh, Showalter because of his age or his managerial style. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's it's a bit ageist, but yes, correct. Okay, why should Gabe get another shot? Because he's a company guy, and it, it's front offices that that kind of rule uh, the world now, and. It, and, and and he's a big analytics guy, so some some organization will take another shot at him. And, and let's be honest, the, the, the Giants didn't really give him the best of teams. No, they didn't. I, I mean, the Phillies are much improved since they got rid of him. You know. Yes. Um, and and, then, and another old guy, right? In Girardi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. If, I, I mean, I agree with you, Gabe. We'll get another shot. I just don't know. I I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. Right. I, of course, I, I'm not in a clubhouse with him. You know what I mean? He may be a good a good guy. I, I don't know. But anyway. Um, and then uh, he, here's, a, here's a note. So I looked at managers that were fired in 2023. Um, Dusty Baker does not have a contract after this year. If he decides to retire, which he may – do especially if the Astros repeat because he is closer to 80 than he is 70. Um, I think Terry Francona would be a perfect fit to lead that veteran team. Um, I, I, I think he's done as a manager, I, I think he has some severe health issues. Uh, and, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I would, I would probably agree with you if, 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 if his health were, were decent, but I think that's been a large part of the reasons why he's retiring. Okay, all right. Uh, if Dusty Baker should decide to retire, do you think they would go with someone a little older to deal with the players that they have? Because I thought it was an awesome move when they hired this guy. I thought he was the perfect fit for this team. Um, uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I mean, they've been through a couple of general managers, that type of thing. So. I, I, I think their owner um, has had some success here with an older manager, and, and maybe this team does kind of manage itself. I, I, I don't know, but I, I think Dusty Baker has earned the right to go out on his own terms. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they like playing for him, which, yeah, they, there's no sign that they don't. But I, th- that's, a tough, that's a tough hire because you have everything in place and you don't want to go backwards here. Yeah, you know that as much as it is a, a tough hire for any major league team, uh, this is this this would be really difficult. You you got to think through everything uh, because you have all the pieces in place to compete for a World Series. 
Um, and maybe Tony LaRusso will will, no. uh, will appear again. <laughs> no, I don't think we're going that way. We're going the wrong way when I'm talking old. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Hey, uh, this, this, this pains me to bring this up, but do we want to talk about the just the year-end uh, Bush League standings? Because we, we kind of skipped over oh, that as did. much as it pains me. You know what? Yeah, no, no, no you're right. Uh, I, hey, just a note here. We will talk about it, but I'll start with the uh, period. Um, the last week, the Bulls had 86.5 points the last week. Yeah, they, you know wow. what, in, in this horse race points. analogy, yeah. he, he, you know, he was ahead at the halfway mark, fell behind, and he was putting on a nice charge at the end. Good for him. His, his second second place finish since, oh gosh. 17, 18, something like that. Okay. Um, uh, so the Bearcats finish out at 40. 19. Sorry, it was 19. 19. Yeah. Bearcats finish out at 48 and 28 with 76. Uh, Bulls finish out with 34 and 40 at 74. Lakers finish third at 31 and 41 split at 72. Yeah. Uh, nice top half by, 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 by the three of them. Well done. Yeah. And, uh, that whippity ERA, you, can you imagine if Rick, all things being equal, if Rick would have passed Tom a whippity ERA, we'd have had a three, three-way three tie. How cool would that have been? Yeah. Uh, Statman finished fourth, as we talked about, 39-28 split at 67. Sewer Hawks, boy, they, they made a push real real quick, uh, real close to the second place and then had a, yeah. ended up at 66 and a half. Uh, Alliance with their really good starting pitching, forty-four and a half at eleven offensive points. Uh, you you had ten offensive points. Wow, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, that's okay. And uh, thirty-one pitching at forty-one. Ducks at twenty-five and fourteen for thirty-nine points. Dudes pull out of the cellar twenty and eighteen for thirty-eight. And Roosters, myself, eighteen and fourteen at thirty-two. Um, I, I lost three points in the last last week, and the dudes had a heck of a, a heck of a period. I, I think they were second uh, this week, and he snuck by me. Um, hey, real quick, I, I know you asked um, Bill about some just early thoughts on retention. Do you, do you have any on your side? Uh, just just two that come to mind. Um, I wasn't prepared for this, but uh, Zach Allen mm-hmm. and, and 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 Jordan Walker. Other than that, I, I, I'd have to take a look. Sure. So you can keep Zach, you? Zach Gallon for another year? I believe so. Okay. All right. No, I trust you. I was just curious. Um, uh, there's nothing to trust. I mean, we have to run it by Tom. I'm, I'm just right. speaking off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah, that you think you're able to. How about, how about you? Um, I mean, you're, you're, unfortunately for you, your season just started out really bad, and it, it, it fell quickly with O'Neill Cruz. Um, well, might you keep him? Well, between the two O'Neills, I probably lost 650 at bats between Tyler O'Neill and and O'Neill Cruz. So, mm. you know that I mean I, I yeah. Um <coughs> So, yeah, O'Neill Cruz I'll keep for 50 cents. I'll see what happens to Jordan Montgomery to see where he lands. Okay? Because he's a free agent. Um he had a pretty good year. The other guy I'm thinking about and and I'd like I think Braxton Garrett, for a quarter, may be someone I'm interested in. I, I think he pitched really well. He had a couple bad outings, but his whip yep. was one one five. He had nine wins, 156 strikeouts, three six six ERA for a quarter. If I can get that every year for a quarter, that's that's pretty solid. So, are we ready to uh, throw dirt on the 2023 season? Because I, I I'm I'm so ready to. Yeah. We'll never speak of it again. No, that's fine. Yeah, you're good. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it has <laughs> to, it probably has to come back up when we start talking about retention because we have to look at other people's teams and then you have to look at your team. So, um, yeah. So okay. We, yeah, that's fair, though. Yeah. But we'll, 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 we'll get a rest for a couple bucks. Nice. All right. Yeah, I, it, it, it was a trying season because my season went to hell pretty quickly. Uh, we do have a beer note brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Snitz Creek. Golden Lager. I had this at the Barnstormers. Uh, Snitz Creek Brewing out of Lebanon County, PA. Uh, it's a 5.5% ABV. Beer Advocate has no data. This was horrible. 
<laughs> okay. So uh, it, this is where I, I always have you in my head about like, just try new stuff. Just try new stuff. So this was the beer for that Thursday night game. And I tried it and I'm like, God, darn it, Jamie. I, I knew it should have went with something I like. It was, it was horrible. It was horrible. Okay. So, so here, here's a, here's a general question for everybody that, that, that listens and talks about beer. What is a good lager? Because I think in and of itself, that they're they're kind of bland in, in 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 their taste, right? And you know that's what most beer drinkers like are no, no taste. We've, we've we've talked about that. So I'd be willing to uh, I'd be interested to know what you know what are some of the better loggers, and maybe we can look at that next time and maybe try one. But um, you know, speaking of beers, um, we are into the pumpkin season are you going to have a pumpkin beer i I know you're not usually a fruity vegetable i don't know is a pumpkin a vegetable yes okay are are you will you try at least one pumpkin beer yeah i thought i tried one last year okay all right you did my notes yeah yeah so well yeah uh, i have to do it again yeah Uh, all right just just a seasonal that's all Yep. So it, that's a it's a big thumbs down, two thumbs down on on Smith's oh, Creek. It was horrible. Lager. Yeah, it was. It was bad. <laughs> well, I finished it, but I I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> I get my three nice. three dollars worth. Um, <laughs> so we did have a well. Uh, my my guess is you won't be having these bad beers when you're in Denver. So no. Um, no, no. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can find a beer list for you for your Denver trip. You're leaving Thursday, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, podcast correction. The only one we had that we brought up last week is we thought the division series was seven games. It's not. It's a five game series. So we talked about that earlier. Right. Um, yeah. All right. What are you walking off with? All right. Uh, to put this season to uh, to to well, the 2023 season to an end. Um, happy birthday to the Bearcats. His birthday was yesterday. And what no better way to go out. Uh, on your birthday than to win, um, I don't know what number championship this is. I think he has the second most um, Bush League championships. So happy birthday, Bearcats. Well done by you. Um, we kind of talked about um, a, a winter um, party slash championship party. Um, we're not sure if that's going to happen, but there is a call to action. A Bush League draft. Everybody mark this on your calendars. March 23rd of 2024 because major leagues opening day is march 28th so march 23rd would be the saturday before so everybody be ready uh bring all your rule changes to the draft that day and uh anybody that has the champion uh, no don't do that bring that (laughs) don't do that what (laughs) no we will have a winter meeting yeah we'll, we'll deal with that later on in the in the in the winter, but yes, we are not right. bringing rule changes to the draft. I, I thought I would try and slip that one by you, but you know what? It's like trying to slip the sun past the rooster, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. You can't. Uh, yeah, I'm listening to you. So all right. And last item that I have, um, I'm spending my the World Series in 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 Amsterdam in Belgium. So I am asking uh, all of you beer lovers to uh, do a little research for me and find me some Belgian beers that you like that you can't find here. Like, for instance, you know, you can get uh, Chimay and St. Bernardus, that type of thing, Lafe, um, but some other beers um, that, that um, I should try when I'm in Belgium. So that's my, uh, that's my walk-off to this season. Um, what about you? Uh, so we talked about this a couple times uh, over the past couple podcasts, uh, the the baseball reference immaculate grid game. Oh right, right. I, and I I play it every every morning, uh, but there's some things I learned that I was unaware. And and such as I, I'm going to throw some throw some uh, okay. s- stats at you. Catfish Hunter and Jim Palmer never had 200 strikeouts in a season. Come on, no. I learned Are you that. Serious? Yeah, I learned that from the Immaculate Grid. Yes. Never had 200 in the season. No. I mean, these guys pitched 250, 300 innings in yeah. a year. Palmer only had like 2,200 strikeouts in his career. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shocking. Well, I, I, I guess that means uh, to be uh, a person that has a successful career like him and not strike anybody out, you needed people like Brooks Robinson, right? Right. Yeah, just let him put yeah. – well, and we talked a couple years ago about Mark Belanger, who's in the rooster wing. Yes. Right? Uh, yep. About the war he had, defensive war. Um, another fact I learned, Rod Carew played seven years with the Angels. He had a career batting average with California of 314, never had 200 hits. That, that seems. What, what's the most that he had with the Angels? Uh, it was under two hundred. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, no, yeah. that's okay. You don't have to look it up. Uh, that I, I am. I mean, I, I know he played the tail end of his career. He was still uh, fairly productive um, as, as an Angel. But yeah. wow, I know. I'm surprised by that. Uh, here's another one that threw me off. Joe Morgan nor Mike Trout have had two hundred hits in a season. Um, I, I'm surprised because Morgan had two MVPs back to back. Yes, he must have. He, it must have been because of the fact that he walked a lot. Walked and and uh, I think his average was pretty high, and he he would knock in some runs. Of course, that team everyone yeah. was on base. Um, the White Sox have had one player to have 200 hits in a season in, in the last 69 years. Do you know who that player is? White Sox. 200 hits. Frank Thomas. Oh, that's what I guessed. It is not Frank Thomas. It's Albert Bell. <laughs> Joey Bell? Yeah. And then Albert Bell and Nellie Fox are the only two White Sox that have had 200 hits in the season in the last 69 years. Wow. And then lastly, I end up with this. Uh, Frank Robinson did not have 3,000 career hits. What did he have? Like 28, 2,900. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's surprising well, though, right? It's that surprises yeah. you. Yeah. How much how much brain power does the immaculate grid take you each day? Because I, I can't imagine. Um when we start to get into some of the American League teams and they said that this player plays for an American League team and a National League team, like they'll say the Tigers and I don't know, the Marlins or something. I I, I can't. It's hard for me. Yeah. Well, I I, I do it throughout the day. Like, I'll look at it, and I'll answer the ones I'm pretty sure about like I'm, that I, I think I know. Of course, I thought Palmer had 200 Ks in the season, but he didn't. Um, so there's nine possible answers, and you only get nine attempts. So there is no wiggle room. And I'll give you an example. Yesterday was a player that played for the Mets and the A's. Right? Ooh. So, um, how about the uh, uh, Billy Bean? Oh. That's a good one. I didn't think of Billy Bean. I I I let it go and let it go and let it go. And I think um, I thought at the end maybe Dave Kingman played for the A's, Ooh, and, and I okay. picked I picked him, and I was right. Dave Kingman did play for Oakland. What, what's the idea behind this game? Is it to try and guess the most obvious or the least obvious? The, like, how does that work? Right. That's a good question. So it's it's to try to get nine out of nine. Number one, and with. <laughs> With, okay. With the lowest percentage. Uh, Ooh. Right. So, if you're gonna pick a, a Yankee and a Red Sox, Roger Clemens would probably have a high percentage. You know, most people are gonna choose him. So you have to find someone a little more obscure. Yeah, a little more obscure, kind of down on the totem pole there. Uh, but you you got to be right. You can't you can't swing and miss. Wow. The, the toughest one I've had where I've thought about it. I knew who the guy was, but I couldn't remember his name. It was an A and an Astro. And right away I went, well, who's the guy that told on the Astros? Who's the guy that snitched about the can, about the banging of the can? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. It's Mike Fires. Oh. Mike so Fires. Mike Fires was a relief pitcher for the Astros and the, and the A's. And when oh. He, yeah, and I could not remember his name until – like later on in the evening, so. No wait, no wait a second. You said the guy that was banging on the can. No, Mike Fires told. He's the one that was the yes. leak. Yeah. Yes. And I couldn't right. remember his name, but I knew he pitched okay. for the A's and the Mike Fires. Yeah. Wow. A's and the Astros. So, um, yeah, you gotta you gotta find someone less obscure. But number one, you gotta be right. And all the facts all right. that I went through today, I was wrong. I I got wrong. I thought. Yeah. 
So, so maybe as as I start to watch baseball for this second season, maybe I'll try and expend uh, some brain power and, and and try and do this. Um, yeah, it might be a, a a good time for me to try and think through it uh, as I'm watching the game. Um, when are we on next? We are on one month from now. Wait a minute, no. Yeah, uh, November twentieth. Okay, so we're going to take a little postseason uh, break, um, be back on, I think that's the Monday before Thanksgiving. So we'll, at that time, we'll know the World Series winner, and I think we're going to be really close to um, MVP and award winners. But, um, yeah, I think those are pretty much wrapped up. MVPs will be Acuna, Acuna and uh, Otani, correct? You th- is Otani going to win the MVP in the American League? Is there anyone even close? I, to I, I, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody that's even more deserving. Do you? Well, no, we talked about this before. Otani's the MVP every yeah. year, but he did get hurt, and he and he didn't pitch the last what two months of the season. I know, but look at his stats. Oh, so. I, I agree with you. <laughs> he yeah. led the he, he led the AL in home runs. <laughs> yeah, he was probably fifth in wins. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to say he's not the most valuable baseball player in the world. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. brings me to on November twentieth, you and I are going to deal with how to deal with Otani if and when he comes to the American or the National League. Okay. We need right. to we need hey, to hey, deal with this now. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We we really need to. And you know what? One of the things we need to do in the off season is you and I need to have two or three beers or whatever we want to imbibe in and then just um, have have some of the Bush Leaguers on. Maybe do an evening podcast. What do you think? Maybe we can schedule that for, for some time in the offseason as well. I love that idea. I, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. We're going to do it. All right. We're going to do it. <laughs> okay. All right, Chief. Listen, great season. Well done by you. Um, please enjoy your trip to, to Denver. Say hi to Mary Jane. And I will talk to you in November. All right. Have a good month and a half. See you, Chief.